0: The band is back together again. This is the newest edition of the Dolphins in Death podcast, and star of the show, Adam Beasley, has returned from his incarcerate, uh, I mean,
1: vacation.
0: Uh, Adam, welcome back.
1: You know, Armando, while I was gone, I bottled some great toilet wine. Uh, I turned a toothbrush into a shank. Uh, I learned all kinds of new skills in the in the weeks the two weeks since we last spoken. And so, if you if you ever find yourself in a pickle with the law, call me. I can uh, I can help you through it.
0: So there there is uh, there is a license plate. There are Adam Beasley Florida license plate edition. Is that accurate? Made <laughs> yeah. by Adam Beasley? <laughs> yeah,
1: those commemorative dolphins license plates don't make themselves, Armando. Somebody has to make them for the good people of Florida and. Uh, <laughs> If, if you're a uh, Marino one, uh, whoever's personalized plate that is, uh, I made that for you.
0: Obviously, we're just joking around. Adam has never, ever, 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 ever had any situation where he would require his wife, a lawyer, to, uh, <laughs> to defend him. So he's fine. All is well. Uh, vacation, good, right?
1: Can can we can we tell the story once when I ran into some 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 legal problems in the great state of the great Commonwealth of Virginia? And I feel like you're about five <laughs> five to eight percent to blame for this. Is that is that a fair? Is that, a, is fair. that a fair
0: assessment? <laughs> That's accurate. That is accurate. Go right ahead,
1: please, please share. Please share. Okay, this was uh, you guys remember Superstorm Sandy? In fact, it was the first major storm I had ever been caught in. Uh, and that was wild because I lived in Florida for 12 years until that, more than that, 15 years before that. Um, Here's what happened, Armando. You and I uh, cover the Dolphins on a weekly basis, and we, we have to travel to the away games. Well, the Dolphins played the Jets the weekend of Superstorm Sandy. And uh, I had a wedding the night before in South Florida, so I flew up the morning of. You were nice enough to pick me up at Newark, but I'm working on about two and a half hours of sleep. I go As soon as I land, they cancel my flight coming back because the storm is supposed to roll in Monday night. And so we're all sitting there at the game, half watching the game and half trying to figure out how to get home. You, the, you know, the good Samaritan that you are, you said, look, I've got a car. We're going to drive back as soon as the game ends, go through the night and get to Florida tomorrow morning, and we'll miss it completely. And Beasley, idiot Beasley, was like, no, 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 that's crazy. I didn't sleep last night. I'm going to what – what were the words I used? Ride it out. Is, 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 that, the, uh, is that the phrase?
0: <laughs>
1: that and, was the uh, unfortunate phrase, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and and ride it out I did in a airport fairfield that was under construction to begin with, and then the power went out. I slept on the floor because I was worried the window was going to blow in. It was, uh, it was a scary evening. I survived. This is like Tuesday morning now, but the storm blew through. wrecked wreaked havoc on the, uh, on the coastline in New Jersey, and there's no flights. The airport's locked down, so I decided to rent a car and drive about halfway home. I get to Raleigh where I'm going to fly home. Well, on my drive on the way home, Armando – Uh, I'm I'm about two-thirds to three-quarters of the way through it. Um, I'm in Virginia, and all of a sudden I see the sirens go off behind me, lights flashing. Turns out I was speeding, which is okay. I mean, we all go over the speed limit from time to time. I was going 82 and a 70, which in Florida, that's a, ha-ha, thanks for going so slow. Uh, But in Virginia, they take it seriously. A misdemeanor reckless driving charge, Armando. Misdemeanor reckless driving. My only real run-in with the law my entire life, aside from using a fake ID when I was 20 years old in the Riverville Casino in in St. Louis, but we won't talk about that right now. Uh, As an adult, as a fully formed adult, my only run-in with the law was going 12 miles an hour over the speed limit, and I had to hire an attorney, so I didn't get a misdemeanor.
0: It's a a good thing that you were not uh, in jail, because had you found the right deputy the one that comes up to you, walks up to your car chewing tobacco and goes Son, <laughs> what are you
1: doing here? Well, what's that line in uh, in Goodfellas? Hey, uh, I, I think I know your brother. He's the deputy, right? Gomer Pyle. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been uh, oh, that would have been the end guess. of easily for sure. So yeah, yeah. So we were wondering uh, bef- we were wondering before the show how we were going to pass the time. And look, five minutes have already been been passed by my inane story.
0: Yes, indeed. So uh, Adam. Obviously uh you you had a good time on your vacation to um, to Venice and it was <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was uh it was an amazing time had by you by me on the other hand it was not such a great time um i was here by myself trying to lift up a show that i obviously cannot carry um and while you were away some things happened
1: and, yes, they sure did. Uh,
0: yeah, so um we all know that the passing of Don Shula came and went. Um and no one has gotten your your take on the whole thing, so why don't you give folks your your feelings on the passing of coach?
1: Well well obviously I I'm I'm way too young and not that young. And good-looking. And good-looking and intelligent and uh, and debonair. No, I I kind of missed the the, the, the peak school of time, right? Uh, early 70s through mid to late 80s, uh, I was still just a little pup uh, even towards, you know, even throughout the, much of Marino's career, I was still just a kid. So all I knew about him was from afar and, of course, iconic, legend, larger than life, all those – adjectives that people have used about him have been true uh one of the giants of the game uh but I, I kind of got to know him in his golden years Um uh, I, I was nice enough to be invited to his house for for an interview uh at one point which is an absolutely gorgeous piece of property he, he and his family owned um in was Indian Creek is that right uh and um he was always so gracious, so nice, so quick with a story. Um, cool, cool moment I had with him is he and Ditka had a joint uh, publicity event. At one of his steakhouses out in the Gulf Coast, Fort Myers, somewhere, and Dick was 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 selling some wine. So I took my 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 wife and we we went out there and she got to. I mean, I was working more than anything, but she got to actually spend some time with with Shula, and he was gracious and kind. And yeah, I know he could. He, he might have had, have had some dictatorial impulses while he was the coach and had tough on his players and demanding and all that. But, uh, he, you know, his, his, his last chapter was of this elder statesman and this kind you know, grandfatherly, uh, icon that was, that was a part of Miami fabric. And, you know, although I didn't get to experience the greatness of, of, of of his coaching, I was, you know, I was, I missed that, that era. Uh, I did get to know him a little bit as a person and he was always, you know, he was always so gracious with his time and his, and, and, and his stories and, and, and he's going to be missed I mean he he really was someone who transformed and you, you can speak to this better than I can not just Miami as a sports town but Miami as a town I mean he the dolphins kind of grew up with Miami is that fair that the 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 huge growth that that the the city experienced kind of corresponded with the, the emergence of that team as as a national brand and and he was the steward of that and he always did it with class and you know I, 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 I I was happy to read a lot of a lot of the work that you all did while I was on vacation covering his passing and always playing with integrity and, and within the confines of the rules and all that um, they don't make I don't think they make guys like that very much anymore he was he was a you know a, a shining example of 1960s 1970s football the way things were and And I don't think they're you're gonna see the likes of him anytime soon, uh if at all, ever again,
0: you know what's interesting to me is that uh while you got to know the the post career Don Shula uh as we all did, it's interesting that the, his passing brings back people and memories of uh, folks who lionize him now mm-hmm. We're ripping him <laughs> in 1991 and 92 and 93 and 94 and 95 when I was covering him and it's interesting um, I, you know I wasn't a columnist then I, I didn't have that platform I I was a, a, the beat writer and I played it straight and so of course he loved me right. uh, because it was all about well, did you win or did you lose? It wasn't well. The game has passed you by, or you know, you 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 don't know how to pick players, or you don't know how to pick personnel. People, that wasn't it and with me anyway. And it 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 is something. It's a theme that I think pervades not just fandom and not just the media, but also the team because. I mean, I got on that Zoom call with Dan Marino, and Dan Marino was saying all these wonderful, great things about Don Shula. But I recall, uh, <laughs> you know, the fact of the matter is that Dan Marino very much was welcoming of a coaching change from Don Shula to Jimmy Johnson. That's a fact. Dan Marino was was more than welcoming of that coaching change. He wanted that coaching change because he thought that Jimmy Johnson would bring in a, a defense that was Super Bowl quality and to go with his, with his offense. What he didn't realize was that the offense that Don Shula preserved for him for years and years and years would soon go away under Jimmy Johnson. Um,
1: yeah, and- I want to. I want to I want to get into that more because I, I have a couple of questions about that, but I think we're we're running up on our break, so let's take a quick break and I, I want to get more into that. The the, the 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 everyone talks about the glory years of Shula. I want to hear how, how it ended. So we'll, we're going to get to that in 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 just one second. Before I so rudely interrupted you, Armando, because we have to pay the bills. Uh, you were you were on a roll talking about how you know, people's memories that might be a bit distorted of how the end of this went. Do you think he deserved the end he got to his time in Miami, or do you think that Heisenga uh, made a mistake there?
0: Well, obviously, looking back on it, uh, there is no one now that would say, hey, you know what, um, let's, let's do this again with Jimmy Johnson right off the bat in 1996. At the time, it was a very popular decision, because Jimmy Johnson was the former University of Miami coach who had gone to Dallas and won two Super Bowls and put together a team that eventually won three Super Bowls. And so everyone in Miami thought, okay, the younger guy will do the same thing in Miami. Um, And the older guy, his time has passed, except that that never happened, except that the Jimmy Johnson that came to Miami was Jimmy johnson Light. He was not the same uh, the same hungry guy who had basically cut his wife, uh, his first wife anyway, on a jog and da- decided to cut his wife on a jog in Dallas one day because she took up too much of his time and he wasn't happy anymore. Jeez. And he wanted to I devote his time to the, the Dallas Cowboys. Start? Oh, yeah. yes. Oh. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson was that focused in Dallas. In Miami, his focus on was on, yeah, winning football, but also I have this fish tank in my office that I like to stare at uh, (laughs) for hours at an end. And by the way, I have uh, an interest in my stocks that sometimes I'll leave practice to check out how they're doing. And Qualcomm is big in uh, in, in that regard for me. I'm making a lot of money off of Qualcomm stock. And oh, by the way... I quit in 1998 because I didn't want to do it anymore, and then I quit again in 1999 because I didn't want to do it anymore. So, uh, look, uh, I'm sorry if this is too uh, raw for people, but uh, you know, that is the reality of what happened. And the Don Shula, I'm gonna step away, uh, and it's my decision, and we're gonna make this a good day. The truth of the matter is Wayne Heizinga, you know, he didn't push Don Shula, but Don Shula, but Don Shula was never held back. Wayne Haizinga made it very easy and greased the ground underneath Don Shula so that Don Shula could slip away from the Miami Dolphins. That's the truth.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I've, I've heard uh, versions of that story, and it, it makes sense. Obviously, it's unfortunate. Um, I, I would say Jimmy, and then to a degree, certainly Wani, and then Nick, and down the line. Um, with each generation of coaches, there became a little less pressure to be the next Don Shula, and certainly State got college coach, and and and, and you know there was Super Bowl talk about uh, you know the team team making a run in 2006 and all that, uh. But now, 25 years, a quarter century after Shula retired, I think we've reached the place, the point that Ryan Flores is not in Don Shula's shadow, and even Tua Tungabailoa is not in Dan Marino's shadow. It's not the, the, the fan base and the, certainly the national perception of this team. It's not like, okay, this, this, this team has got a, a, a storied history that they need to get back to. I think we're so far removed from that now that we're almost talking about two completely different franchises yes it's, it's, you know they, they've got this they don't have the same logo, but sometimes they wear the same logo, yes they've got the same name but uh I mean <laughs> I would say uh, uh, uh damn uh, uh, Brian Flores is about as much. In common at this point with Don Shula, as I do with, you know, Dick Schaap. I mean, it's just a different era and a, a totally different level. And I think the people now in that building understand that if they're going to if they're going to get the, the the respect back on the name of the Dolphins, they're going to have to do it themselves. It's not going to be living off the laurels of the past.
0: Disagree with you in part, and this is how I disagree with you. I have no issue with what you said about Brian Flores. But the fact of the matter remains, the Miami Dolphins are still in search of a quarterback to replace Dan Marino. (laughs) And to a chunk law, if if he is another in the long line of folks that don't do it, he will be added to what? Another quarterback in the line of quarterbacks who failed to live up to the height of Dan Marino. If he is a star – and a superstar like everybody's expecting, then what will he be? He will be the guy that inherited and took the mantle of greatness from Dan Marino. So, yeah, uh, Flores is way removed from Don Shula. No one expects Brian Flores to win more games than anybody else in the history of the game. But on Tua Bailoa, I think the fan base absolutely expects – and wants him to be every bit as good and efficient and proficient and star studded as what Dan Marino was.
1: That and and you might be right. I think that's a totally unfair expectation. Because no, it's not. You, no, it's you, not. You, Dan Marino is one of the five best quarterbacks ever to play the, the game. Okay. So
0: what? And Joe Montana by law is the fifth best player to come out of this draft.
1: <laughs> and the second best quarterback. So you think this is a great conversation. This this is a great debate. Do you think that if Tua has uh let's see who would be a good comp for Tua? Tony Romo. If he has Tony
0: Romo Really. Yeah. Because I didn't hear anyone comparing him to Tony Romo
1: before the draft. I heard comparisons to who? To Drew Brees. Yeah. But you you think that
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> you think that it would be a failure then if he has Tony Romo's career? If Tua law
0: doesn't win playoff games and doesn't win a championship for the Miami Dolphins, that's not a win. That's not a success. Wow. Are you saying that Tua, uh, we're going to draft you number five to be the franchise quarterback, the face of the franchise? And in the next 10 years, they win absolutely
1: no championships. And you're going to say, that's good? Well, I mean, you could make that same argument with Marino then. Or, you know, a a whole list. No, Marino
0: Marino went to the Super Bowl. Tony Romo never did. Marino actually won the AFC. Tony Romo never did. Marino set records that Tony Romo never got anywhere close to.
1: How about Jim Kelly? Would you be happy if he's Jim Kelly? (laughs)
0: We're. Comp- <laughs> Jim Kelly went to four consecutive Super Bowls. I think That's- that if the dolphins go to four consecutive Super Bowls, even if they don't win them by the end of it, it's going to grow old, but at the beginning of it it will be there will be parades in the <laughs> state Park. but no one no one has said the comp for Tua of by law is Jim Kelly. No one has said that. Jim Kelly was six four. Six uh, three and two hundred and forty five pounds, and had a rocket for an arm. So I mean, it, that he played linebacker <laughs> in, in high school yeah. and was recruited as a linebacker
1: to where Penn State. So, uh, well, my my point is just the level of success that Kelly had. Uh, if if he has that kind of career, I mean, win the championship. There are, there are tons, as you know, you, you helped get one of them in, tons of Hall of Fame players that have never won a championship. So, I mean, and I know quarterbacks. Quarterback, yeah. it's Quarterback.
0: He's a quarterback. Yes, defensive ends, there are tons who never won a championship. You know why? Because defensive ends don't lead their teams to championships. Quarterbacks do. Coaches do. Wow.
1: Uh, Am I, you know, right? I No, I mean, I, I just think that I we mean, are, I think I, I think we are setting two up for a big fall. No, we're, we're, we are not. We are not. That is
0: – look, you can't have it both ways, Miami Dolphins fans. You can't <laughs> expect him to be great. And then if he's not great, you can't say it's okay. So that's you, – you can't have – Either expect him, the, the the mark for him has to be, you're the fifth overall pick, you were hired to win championships for the Miami Dolphins. I have not heard Chris Greer, Stephen Ross, Brian Flores say, you know, our goal in tanking in 2019 was to be mediocre for the next 10 years, was to not win a championship for the next 10 years. It was to what? Put a team together that could be consistent and through the years, over a span of time, be very good and win championships and not just have a great year and then fall back.
1: That's what they, that's them saying that. Oh, I, I, I I totally agree. It's just really, really hard, really hard to win a championship. And sometimes there are great players that it doesn't happen for. Um,. Look, you would be in massive disappointment. Like it, who? It, it, like who? Uh, Jim Kelly. I mean, there, there are Dan Marino. He won there four are, AFC championships. Okay, all right. So you're saying that if he gets to the Super Bowl, that's that's enough. You're saying that if he doesn't get to the Super Bowl, that's enough. Uh, no, I, I think I, I think he needs to get to the Super Bowl at least once. But
0: you okay. don't think that's well, by you,
1: definition, you, you have to win a championship to do that? All right. Let's start with the AFC East, which I think they can win this year. Uh, I don't. Really? You (laughs) think they can win the AFC East? I know. What about a teaser? I have to go, Armando, because my wife, who's the primary winner of this family, has work. But why don't we talk about that next week, how I think they can win the AFC East. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Do you think we'll remember in seven days that we had had discussed this? Uh, no. I, I, no. I'm going to set myself a reminder right now. Sure you are. <laughs> All right, folks. We appreciate you tuning in this week to
0: the abridged version of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. Join us again next week. We'll we'll be fully on uh, on task next week. And Thanks I'll talk to and I
1: and, I, and I and I'll and I'll talk about why you can start playing that playoff run in two thousand twenty. Get on board the choo-choo train. Amazing.